The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. It is not uncommon to go out in the woods here in the town of St. George, Maine and see a little wooden platform 20 feet up in a tree. I think they call this a tree stand. My friends who are hunters climb up the tree and sit or stand on this tiny wooden platform, sometimes for hours, until a little furry animal comes close. And then they shoot the little furry animal. Bang! Because by this time, the hunter is so stiff from just sitting quietly for four hours that he can barely climb down the tree. You can understand this. Now, and this is why there's hardly a hunter alive in Maine who has used one of these tree stands who has not fallen off the thing and dropped complicity plunk down on the ground. Perhaps you've chanced upon these wipeout television programs where people crash snowmobiles and skateboards and water skis. It's all very exciting. So, if you have ever seen a hunter fall out of a tree stand, you realize that a well, a very popular main sport has been denied valuable promotional coverage. Are not producers of wipeout shows remiss in not adding footage of fallen main hunters to prime time television? Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bear skins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Somebody stole my pal Somebody came and snatched her away She didn't even say that she was leaving love She's really mine, I know Oh, oh, oh Her kisses I love so Oh, gee I wish that she Come on running, running, running back to me a blue and lonesome, broken-hearted pal Somebody, somebody, somebody stole my gal, yeah
Oh, boom-ba-dee-boom, on the end. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. We read that, that Tom Lehrer was born on April 9th in the year 1928, even before my time. It was almost 50 years later to that day that I made my first main public radio program, which, as you know, enjoyed a 29-year run before being abruptly terminated. We read online that the New York Times once said, Mr. Lehrer's muse is not fettered by such inhibiting factors as taste. Lehrer himself has said of his musical career, If, after hearing my songs, just one human being is inspired to say something nasty to a friend or perhaps to strike a loved one, it will all have been worth the while. Don't you think it would be nice if we honor this great man right now by playing some of his music on this program? The great Tom Lair. applause. Many years ago, when people were still killing their neighbors and relatives with the jawbone from an ass, governments were formed, you know, to eliminate anarchy. Even if one king at the top made all the rules, at least there was some semblance of order. You can understand this. With anarchy, people constantly fight among themselves. With government, people are organized so entire countries can constantly fight among themselves.
Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me right here on your favorite radio station playing old-fashioned music just for you. Every week at this time, love to hear from you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. A friend sent me this notice. You might enjoy this. It is about a high school class reunion that meets at one member's house. And I'm going to tell you what it says. The reunion active group only includes those who have been somewhat successful and are not afraid for others to know of their circumstances. (laughs) Isn't this something to which most Americans have been conditioned to aspire?
Or something like that. Scott Hamilton, of course, and Harry Allen. It could be no one else but Scott Hamilton and Harry Allen, as you well know. I read in a medieval history book that John of Salisbury was born around 1120. The only thing I can remember about John of Salisbury, aside from the fact that he was a humanist who preceded Erasmus by several hundred years, was that he disliked, he disliked big words. What do you think about that? Is there a time and place for big words? Do children who start school with a fairly decent vocabulary have a leg up on children who have parents who communicate with grunts and shrugs of the shoulder? Now you might disagree with me. You might disagree with me. you might disagree with me, and that's all right. But if you know one big word that takes the place of three little words, I don't see any harm in using it. On the other hand, is there any place where I would not, under any circumstances, use a big word? Yes, I would not, under any circumstances. Use a multisyllabic word if I were running for President of the United States. Love divided in two won't do. 
I've got my red Ferrari and my yacht. If you would only tie the knot, everything I've got on you. Peter Eklund, do you have a Facebook page? On my Facebook page, I admitted, I admitted that I still don't know if greed is hardwired into the brain at birth or if greed is something that is learned. Jeremy, who is a retired professor of neurology, replied, In most cases, it is learned. The exceptions are people with certain parts of their brains atrophied or underdeveloped, the parts that are needed for empathy. The best demonstration of this is the successful training of children to be soldiers in Africa. And right beneath that, another friend said, In the Selfish Gene, that's a book, in the book The Selfish Gene, Richard Dawkins makes the argument for the existence of both self-interest and altruism at the genetic level. No species could survive long enough to pass on its DNA were it not hardwired for self-interest. But, as I understand it, the species as a whole benefits from displays of empathy, kindness, what is called consolation behavior, and even sacrificial behavior, as when a bee commits suicide to save the hive, or when a man runs into a burning building to save people unrelated to him. My guess is that individuals who cannot demonstrate this behavior suffer from brain damage or brainwashing, as Jeremy suggests. Well, isn't that wonderful? Facebook is a great thing, isn't it? I think of, I think of Facebook as a valuable tool to further my education. Not that there's anything wrong with posting pictures of dogs, grandchildren, or favorite flowers. What do you use Facebook for? I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Every week at this time, you can hear me right here on your favorite station playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening.
Did she raise the third? <laughs> she did, Mary, Mary Lou Williams, sometime between 1930 and, and 1941. While looking online for a machine that would hold 10 hours of language tapes, I found this. It says, listen to this, it says, Apple iPod Shuffle, 2GB Black, third generation, discontinued by manufacturer. <laughs> now, we might be getting close to what I'd like to have. I see this one. Listen, hey, did you hear what I said? This one was discontinued by manufacturer. Why was this machine discontinued by the manufacturer? Probably too many people were able to figure out how to use it.
Peter Eklund. Played a lot of him about three weeks ago. Good things you can't play them enough anyway. It is my understanding that the South Portland Police Department is looking for new officers and their announcement arrived in my email. Up until the time I got married, I was able to put my hands on my 1945 Tom Mix gold metal badge identifying me as a crime stopper. This badge was also a codograph, said 1945 codograph on it. It was also a codograph that enabled me to decode secret messages that they would send on each broadcast, give you a hint what was coming up next week. I probably mailed in 10 cents and a cereal box top to get that Tom Mix codograph. Now, my Tom Mix badge, which I had cherished since 1945, mysteriously disappeared shortly after my marriage, and I no longer feel I have crime-stopping credentials. So my regrets go to the South Portland PD. By the way, did your most prized possessions start to disappear after you got married?
I don't need to suggest to you that that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> of course, it was Marian Petriscu. I believe he's a Romanian who moved up to Sweden. Little CD that was passed along to me by my buddy Doc Reed. How nice it is when you have friends that introduce you to new people who play. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music like you've just heard, old-fashioned music just for you. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. And have you ever noticed how ominous the call letters of some radio stations sound? WRFR sounds like a friendly pet. Ooh, come here, WRFR. And WFDU, well, that also has a warm and fairy feeling about it. But how about KUNV? A knock on the door in the middle of the night. You open it a crack and see standing out there two VTPR men in shiny boots. Or, even worse, you might hear... We're from KUNV, and we'd like a few words with you. Oh, make them play that crazy thing again. I've got to do that lazy swing again, hi-ho. In the new low down, low down, low down, low down. I've got to beat the misbehaving now. I got a soul that ain't worth saving now. Hi ho, do the new low down. That dancing fever has my feet in a trance. And when I'm dreaming, I go into that dance. And once you hear the haunting strain to it, I want to bet you'll go and say to it, I hope, do the new low down, low down. Yes, yes.
again hi ho doing the new low down low down low down low down i've got two feet to misbehaving now i got a soul that ain't worth saving oh doing the new low down down dancing fever have my feet in a trance when i'm dreaming i go in to that dance once you hear the haunting strain do it wanna bet you'll go insane to it. Hi-ho, hi-de-hi-de-ho, hi-ho. done in about uh, four minutes here. I'm almost done. I do want to thank I do want to thank you for listening. Do you know about being old? Got just time enough to thank you for listening. Let me tell you about what it's like to be old. Being old is going into the supermarket and recognizing some haggard old woman slouching along behind a grocery cart. You hobble over to this woman and you identify yourself and you say I'd know you anywhere you're Thelma Simmons you were two years behind me in high school and she looks up at you and says I ain't Thelma Thelma was my mother and she told me about you
Thank you. 